0: Hello and welcome back to Something Rotten Season 3, Episode 4, The End of Manhunt 2. Blake and I have have manhunted our little hearts out, we have beat the game, we've rolled credits, we've said goodbye forever to Leo and Danny, uh, and I don't think we're ever going back. <laughs> Blake, how you doing? How'd you feel about uh, this last stretch of game playing?
1: Hi, Jacob. I feel great. This game sucks. Um, If you don't mind, I'd like to commandeer the show here right at the top and begin with a little history lesson. Oh, yeah, go ahead. On November 17th, 2004, Hideo Kojima released Metal Gear Solid 3 (laughs) Snake Eater, in which a pivotal landmark everyone remembers at crucial scene, every person you killed shows back up at the end of the game as a ghost, kind of to tell the player that, hey, maybe... The war machine just creates. The war machine and video games just creates endless cycles of mindless violence. In 2007, Rockstar released Manhunt 2. And They tried that, and man, it really didn't work out. If you want to talk about uh,
0: endless cycles, uh, Manhunt 2, unable to do anything except
1: repeat things that other media have done better. My god, when they did that, it, like. When I guess that's the very last level when I realized it was doing the Metal Gear Solid Three thing, I was like, "Why am I wasting my life playing these damn games?" (laughs) You know, one day I'm gonna die and I'm gonna I'm gonna be on my deathbed as my loving family looks on at me and be like, "Blake, you lived a good life," and I'll be like, "Nah, I played Manhunt too. (laughs) I wasted my God-given time." Let's just get it out of the way
0: at the beginning. This is maybe one of my least favorite games i've ever played like not not the least playable you know like actively playing the game whatever i honestly have almost no feelings about it either way but like the the rage in my heart i felt (laughs) finishing this game just that it is exactly as stupid if not more so than like my lowest expectations at the beginning I was just like, I, how, you know, for for everything that we have to say about Rockstar, like, they are at least usually competent, you know, right. especially in this period. And the, the fact that this game just released and reviews were not, like, one of the worst games ever made uh, upon <laughs> <Yeah>. release, <laughs> really,
1: really quite infuriating. Jacob, let me tell you how checked out I was. Finishing this game, I beat the game, and then several hours later, and the cutscene or the the ending of this game is at most maybe one minute long. Not, not mm-hmm. a lot of information given to you, and what information is given to you is not very hard to understand. Um, I beat this game, and several hours later, I had to pull the ending up on YouTube because I complete I could not remember a single thing that happened. I was like i was done i was checked out i was going through the motions finishing this piece i did finish it though i didn't i didn't watch the game on youtube
0: yeah you know what it 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 at least maintains playability which is uh, is more of a question for manhunt to some
1: degree it does play significantly better than the first game which is not nothing you know it plays easier it's the kind of thing of (laughs) like like
0: every you know the the hard edges of manhunt one have been largely sanded off in terms of gameplay and so what you're left with is is a brain with no ridges on it you know it's like it goes down smooth and much like you i mean i'm looking at like the youtube playthrough of it right now because i want to remember the things that happened and i just feel like i won't if i'm not looking at something
1: it goes down very smooth which makes Manhunt 2 like the fine whiskey of video games. But since I'm in recovery, like alcohol, I it's something I must avoid for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah,
0: you don't say fine whiskey uh, in a positive way.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Tell me about this game, Jacob.
0: Okay, so uh, when we left off, uh, we had these two characters, uh, Danny and Leo. Uh, they have escaped from an asylum, they are running from and and killing people uh, from this mysterious organization called the Project. Mm, inspired uh, name. The, the Project keeps uh, keeps trying to come to get them. Um, you really just do that for a while more. I'm just like, what are the plot beats that hit here? Um, so one of the early missions in this section. Uh, is another mission in which you are playing as leo who's the kind of more chaotic violent character um and you you go through a warehouse and you have to torch both his and danny's uh like medical records and histories right uh which uh if you'll remember the movie fight club is uh something that happens (laughs) um you know but with the credit history it's not with uh, oh
1: i actually oh i i didn't even think about that yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, that that fight club is all about you know destroying histories bringing the record back to zero this is more like getting rid of a criminal record but i certainly was still thinking about fight club especially because this entire game is just fight club um So you go through, you burn these things down. I do think it's very funny that their criminal records are just like in a bunch of loose leaf papers in a warehouse uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I don't know how criminal records work. I assumed it would be more high tech than that, but maybe not. Um, Let's see. There's an interesting gameplay thing in this one where you have a gas can like in Manhunt uh, one, but you can pour gas on the ground and that creates an environmental death hazard and then you can kill people with the gas i thought
1: that was pretty cool except like manhunt 1 carrying that damn uh gas tank makes you walk at the pace of like a glacier moving across the ocean (laughs) like it is so slow (laughs) they actually made
0: the carrying body uh like animation so much slower than in Manhunt 1
1: when you have to, when you're like lifting up a body to hide. It. I do kind of like that though, because I think it makes sense that like when you're holding a body, you would move really slow. So it's kind of like this like little risk reward thing where it's like, do I take the risk to actually pick this body up and risk getting caught because I can't move very fast? But this gas tank, this thing weighs uh, what, 20, 20 pounds at most? Why yeah. am I walking like a damn. Portis.
0: yeah it's like if i have the power to lift a man and throw him into like a you know pit of knives or whatever the environmental if i can lift up a manhole cover and smash it down on someone's head i can lift up a gas can
1: this level is really bad you just keep having to run back and forth looking for these gas cans and the new enemies will populate it and it just feels like needless busy work yeah. Which, like, to the game's credit, it doesn't often feel like it's wasting your time. Levels are so short that you can kind of get in and get out. And this is the first one where I'm like, you are actively, like, padding your runtime. For reasons unclear to me, because no <laughs> level after it does it. It never feels like it's trying to artificially boost that runtime. Blake, you knew what the real villain of Metal Gear Solid is? Yeah, n- nuclear... Pr- proliferation okay yeah but oh oh, you mean giant sick robots no i was going oh you meant the controls for the sniper rifle no blake The real
0: villain of Metal Gear Solid is a lack of data security. You're just saying that because we're being sponsored by NordVPN. Think about it, man. People are constantly getting one over on
1: Snake because his codec is like wide open and anyone can listen in. I feel like you're making this sound dumber by connecting it to that game. The fact is, VPNs should just kind of be part of your internet infrastructure at this point. It actually is for me, and not just because I'm smarter than Solid
0: Snake. Uh-huh. I've used VPNs when traveling to different countries so I could continue working like I was still at home in the U.S. I've also used them when doing research for my videos, or even for this show. Because believe it or not, Blake, there's still a lot of websites that feel pretty unsafe to be on. No way. Using NordVPN, I know. I'm not going to pick up some tracker or
1: malware or something. You know, Snake... He could have I'm just going to interrupt to tell our listeners that when they sign up with our code, NordVPN.com slash rotten, they'll get bonus months on top of an annual plan. You don't need to make it about video games, Jacob. This is just something that normal adults who listen to our show should use. Also, there's a full 30-day money-back guarantee, so if they decide they don't want it for some reason, it's no big deal. You're
0: right. I shouldn't lean on Snake to make logical advertising pitches. Be a functioning adult and just visit nordvpn.com slash rotten to get our special offer and protect yourself online.
1: Was that so hard? Colonel? VPN? Nord?
0: (laughs) Looking at, like, the YouTube playthrough, it has, like, chapters for each mission, and this one is, like, Mm, easily twice as long as the surrounding chapters. Also, this is, I mean, I should say just in general, in this last half, I basically... Abandoned any pretense of using stealth in the game because, like, it's both the the kind of enemy spawns feel so thoughtless in terms of like it they're just not presenting you with opportunities to sell stealth kill people, and because of the revised melee combat, you can just win fights. You can win like two on one fights if you have like a baseball bat or something. And so the number of enemies that I just like beat in you know one-on-one or two-on-one melee combat versus like snuck up behind and did the manhunt thing was like completely skewed in the loud direction here and all of these levels generally have guns and so it's just like what's even the point you know why would i try and sneak around this game is so not rewarding that i don't even care yeah um there was so after that we do have a somewhat interesting mission where you go back, it's called Origins, uh, and you go back to the lab that created mm. you, um, more or less. You get, do you get, like, does something happen where you're, like, uh, incapacitated and brought back to this lab? I'm having trouble remembering. Um,
1: um Good game, huh? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah,
0: it's I mean you somehow you end up back at this lap man. It's like, yeah, I feel I feel like I didn't do my job, but it's like, hey, you know what? I played this whole but game. But also
1: in your in your defense, a lot of this game is Danny just waking up from being inexplicably unconscious. Right and then just being in a new location like it, it's very one note in that way. It's
0: god, we'll get into this Danny's motivations uh throughout the end of this are just so nothing. So anyway, you go you go back to to this kind of this lab uh where you were clearly like brainwashed by the project yeah. or whatever and your goal is to kind of kill kill the doctors and and just, you know, kill everyone. It's a manhunt level. Um they're there are some interesting things here. Um, one, in that you are killing, like, doctors and not uh, kind of yeah. security guards. I mean, there are, like, two doctors that you kill. Uh, you do the same move from the beginning where you do have to cut off someone's head to pass a retinal scan thing. Did you
1: struggle with that?
0: I I remembered because <laughs> in the first part, like, there is a way to cut off a head after you've already killed them. Uh, but. Yeah. It was, yeah, my guy was kind of, like, halfway into a door, and so I had a little trouble.
1: It took me forever to line Danny up in just the right spot that whacking him with the saw would cut the head off. I eventually had to pick the corpse up, take it into an entirely different room that was more open, so I could, like, maneuver my character around him better. Uh, Obnoxious.
0: That is honestly... That is kind of funny, though. It's like that. That's, <laughs> that's like a fun interaction for it. I was noticing actually playing through after last week when we talked about all the adjustments to the ratings uh, mm. things made. Um, I was noticing another way in which the PC is the quote unquote uncensored version in that. They talked about removing all the decapitations except the story centric ones, but I was definitely using weapons that were just decapitating people willy-nilly. Oh, yeah.
1: The, the the big the giant like uh construction hammer, if you use that, even the most basic kill is like smashing dudes' heads off on right. the PC version. Yeah, it's brutal.
0: Um, so you you cut off his head, you you use it to open a retinal scanner, and then you have um the, a, a very subtle allusion to MK Ultra. Did you catch this one? Pretty, it, pretty quiet.
1: Is it when? Is it when you sit down in the chair?
0: Yeah, and he says, "Oh, channel MK.
1: I love watching oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> stupid." Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you sit in that chair? It feels optional. Oh yeah, I sat in that chair, and
0: you you see what feels like a like. College project first take at a brainwashing movie. It is
1: exceptionally long, though. It's yeah, it the is the longest cutscene in the game by, like, I would say at least a couple minutes. And all the cutscenes in this game are about one minute long. This is the longest one. It's just a slow pan on Danny's face while the same three slides of a PowerPoint play in repetition. It's insane. That yeah. They I did mean, this. so it's like effectively what you're getting
0: is like the clockwork orange scene or something where he's being forced to watch something. That's like changing his brain chemistry. But all of the thing is the only thing that he's watching is like love, trust, hate duty. And then it's a picture of like a sword on an American flag a a man hugging a woman and the woman has like very visible cleavage and like uh, a video of just what looks like concept art of one of the kills from this game where it's just like him beating someone else and then like an eyeball and it just keeps cycling through those four things over and over and over
1: and it's so i like i kept expecting something to happen and it doesn't. I I don't know about you though. Watching that for watching that video for so long, I for one was ready to kill and fuck for my country, <laughs> or perhaps kill and fuck my country. It's a little unclear what that cutscene was supposed to be telling me.
0: You know what this did remind me of, and actually, there's another thing. There's a, a, another bizarre thing that we'll come onto. That's it's something like this. Did you watch till the very end of the manhunt one credits?
1: Oh, I don't know. Because
0: at the end of the credits, there is this very strange thing where it looks like a almost like a Muppet. It's like a TV alien looking character that just it's like static and the Muppets like, hey, and then it ends, which I believe the implication is that like. All of the game that you just watched was like a TV show, or like maybe right. you were watching the snuff film, and then here's the programming on after it. It's very like it it just kind of came out of nowhere, and it almost looked like one of those TV shows that would be in like a remedy game, you know, like in Control or in Alan Wake or something. I'm
1: I'm, I'm looking this up now, and this is coming from a Redditor. Noodles ate my baby. Who I assume is as good a source as any on this. Yep. um, And says Starkweather recorded his snuff film over a kids show on a VHS. In the lore, not sure if that's a joke or if that's true. But
0: I mean, that's you know, I think that is truly as good of a guess as any. Um, But the reason that I was thinking of it was in in this game there are like tv shows or at least there's one that you can watch did you find that western tv show thing Mm -mm, no in the in i think the next level which is like in a tv studio there's a tv that you can walk up to and interact with and there's a western show called five past noon that's kind of like a barely animated something but it's it's another indication of like Oh, this is a Rockstar game, you know, because that's yeah, always been yeah. a thing in like GTA and whatever. Like you can go and you can watch TV, uh, but it's just it feels so out of place in this game because the whole point of Manhunt seems like it's so stripped down and raw, mm-hmm. and then it's like, haha, watch a TV show. It's a western.
1: The level in the TV station, fucking cool. That's pretty that good. Was a cool level.
0: Yeah, really like, yeah. So let's. I mean, does anything else happen in that? that psychiatrist level here's one thing that is interesting actually is we learn danny has like a kill phrase you know he has like yeah. it's like if he hears I, I don't know just some random sequence of words his like memory gets wiped and so they kind of disabled him with that once and then as you're escaping. There's a guy yelling it through loudspeakers. And so when you enter a room, you have to find the speaker and shoot it in order to not hear that phrase, which is an interesting idea, I guess. I mean, at least it's something that's not just running into a room and shooting a guy, you know, like it feels kind of cool. I
1: like this level. I think it's cool. Um, The one part I didn't like is Danny... Uh, getting up to like the climax of the level, Danny's incapacitated, then held in this room. He has no weapons, and there's one guy with a shotgun. And just getting out of that room was really annoying and frustrating because you had no way to like stealth kill him. You had to time when you ran up on him and like punched him out. Oh, no, that's uh,
0: you you clearly didn't find uh, there's a there's a pen in that room. And oh. that guy just turns around randomly. And so you are able to stealth kill him. But it still feels very stupid because it's like that oh. guy just completely turns his
1: back to you. <laughs> I just ran up on him and like started whacking him. And he killed me a couple times because I ran headfirst at a guy with a shotgun. <laughs> but wow, damn it. Anyway, next level is cool. I want to talk about that one. Yeah. So the next level, yeah, the next level is this TV station. So talk about it. It feels like, you know what it reminded me of is a. Uh, Max Payne 2, there's a level in a fun house, mm-hmm. and you're just, like, kind of going, like, in and around behind the scenes in front of house, all of these different, like, fun house areas. This feels very much kind of like a carnival ride of, like, now you're on the set of a kid's show. Now you're on the set of that Western. Actually, yeah. now you're seeing, like, where they're filming, and you're fighting through, like, the... Uh, the uh crowd areas it's just like very uh fun house feeling yeah
0: or or my favorite dead space two level which is the one in the like elementary school and eventually you get on stage for like the school play and you're kind of going
1: through the set of that yeah it's like you know what this level felt like um was uh Hey, we made those Max Payne games. Those, or we published those Max Payne games. That was pretty cool, huh? Like this level felt very reminiscent of Max Payne Two, which came out the same year as Manhunt One. Actually,
0: yeah. I mean, it's like the I think the best thing you can say about this game is that it makes its locations interesting sometimes. You know, it's like that's because the the gameplay is so boring and the story framing is so nothing that the things that I enjoyed were like when you're in that kind of S&M club, uh, when you're in this TV studio. There's actually one that I really like that we will talk about uh, coming up, but it's like. At, at least you're doing the same thing in an interesting place. You know, when they're, like, playing fun music or whatever, mm-hmm. there's something to hold on to there.
1: There is such an easy universe to imagine where this game rules, because, like, a lot of its skeleton is really cool. Like, the thing that immediately excited me about it when I was kind of looking into it after finishing Manhunt 1 was the idea of, one, just the game looking better, and it having all these, like, very unique locations like the SM club is a big one and um i didn't know about the tv station until i played it but i was really into it and it just feels like if the gameplay and story could have delivered on like a pretty cool setting like this would have been a slam dunk mm-hmm. and unfortunately it's just a game with like an interesting setting well yeah and, and I, also uh, hold on. for go ahead does this game take place in carcer city i don't
0: think so i i I feel like this game kind of just it's just in like a completely different place every level because you like go (laughs) to his
1: house you know so it's like well did he live in carcer city i like the idea it's like a truly different city every time like it's where in the world is carmen san diego but just Mm -hmm. this lunatic beheading people oh sorry it takes place in the fictional city of cottonmouth which is inspired by several southern u.s cities mainly new orleans
0: i sure didn't see that influence anywhere in the game
1: (laughs) like its predecessor the game is part of the same shared universe as the grand theft auto series so there you go thank you wikipedia
0: cool um also it's like for every interesting level there is one that's just in sewers or like in an office building and like, you know, so it can't, it can't even maintain the interesting thing, but the new, like the, the TV station one is good. And if we really want to give the game credit, there is this theme of being influenced by media, by screens. You know, it's like he was brainwashed by watching this TV channel. So if you, if you have that in mind, when you're then running through these different TV sets and doing great violence in them, it almost, there's almost a theme that appears.
1: The The game is definitely trying to play upon the same themes as the first game. It's just that the first game felt like it, A, had more to say, and B, said it in a more interesting way. Manhunt 2 feels like such a boring retread of all the same themes and topics that Manhunt 1 was playing at, like lack of player agency in terms of like video game violence and... How we're influenced to do these great atrocities against other people in a video game world. It's just that, like, this game is so fucking, like, hackneyed in everything it does that it's, like, it feels so cheap. I'm not saying Manhunt 1 was, like, some great text on, like, violence and human beings, like, relationship to it, but... It, this one is completely missing the mark.
0: I I'm just I'm really surprised at how much and and boy don't quote me on this one but I'm I'm surprised at how much I miss the snuff angle. You know, like sure. while playing Manhunt one, I didn't really think that much about it adding to like the feeling of the game. But once mm. removed, Manhunt two just feels kind of purposeless in a in a way that I really did not feel manhunt one was that I, I just kind of like i don't understand what the the
1: point of the violence is in the same way yeah it, it's manhunt one like I, we talked about this a little bit last issue or last episode but manhunt one had such a vibe and such an atmosphere and i think a lot of that had to do from the just like general nastiness and oppressiveness of the snuff setting And Manhunt 2, by stripping all that away and then just like kind of copying games and movies that it has no chance of being as good as. Like it feels like this derivative soulless game pretending it has something to say when really it doesn't. It's kind of like a Green Day song off American Idiot. You know, technically good at you know competently made but not really saying a whole hell of a lot despite what it's yelling in your face
0: it's kind of like a green day song off american idiot one of the first songs that jacob had on his ipod nano in middle school
1: now one of my most toxic takes is american idiot is green day's best album but i have to do my best to not pay attention to a lot of the lyrics of that album (laughs) because good lord almighty you know it's just some dumb shit going on on that thing um here's
0: okay here's something i'm just looking at the notes that i wrote down here and and one of the one of the kind of strange things a a thing that i like about the graphics is that the character will get very covered in blood as you go through a level but then a very jarring thing is the next level will start and he'll be completely clean again uh which I, i was just like is does this mean that it's all in his head what's going on but something that i do think is interesting to talk about 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 danny's character is the difference in design between danny and and uh cash in the first game that that cash kind of looked like if you were just like draw a murderer he looked he looked like that just kind of like a stocky mean looking guy yeah without much else and and Danny looks like and this is this is kind of the only way i was able to describe it in my notes it's like he has the school shooter look you know <laughs> like like he's he's this kind of put together or or you know because because he's like a you know probably in his 30s or whatever kind of a like cubicle shooter that that yeah. he looks like he looks like the fight club character. You know, he looks he looks mm-hmm. like a buttoned up office dude w- wearing glasses, you know, he looks kind of nerdy or whatever. Right. That's like that's like ready to snap. And I feel like that is again, if Rockstar did more with this than they did in the game, there could be this commentary on how, you know, the most dangerous killers like serial killers or mass shootings in america are happening from these kind of buttoned up white dudes and the game never says anything about that but it like it is very present in his
1: design i conceptually really like the idea of danny as a main character and you know he doesn't have obviously uh when we're talking about school shooters or kind of workplace shooters there is a undeniable amount of like toxic masculinity at play there sure but uh that said Danny does not have the typical kind of um rock star toxic masculinity when you think of someone like Tommy Versetti or the GTA 5 I mean it's
0: like Danny isn't like a guy who fucks you know? Right. Like.
1: He's, he's a much... Well, he had a wife and kids, so I mean, he was fucking... He fucked at least twice. <laughs> um, but, like, he he's a way more passive character than a lot of rock star mm-hmm. characters. And, like... I think that's conceptually very interesting to explore that space and how those people can become uh, walking atrocities, which Danny clearly is. And the issue is, like, this game is, you know, like you said, just not interested in engaging with anything that might make it interesting at all. Yeah, so it's like that, you know, it is is just
0: like... I, I feel like maybe we didn't talk about it enough in our first episode of this. It's like... It is quite a difference going from yeah. Manhunt 1 to Manhunt 2 because it's just, like, this guy doesn't... He doesn't feel like a guy who would be doing these kills. And, you know, maybe it's... I, I don't want to stereotype the, like, murderer body type or whatever, but when you looked at Cash <laughs> in the first game, you know, it it, it... it Like, he he felt kind of up for it. And so the question, I think, that this game wants you to ask, kind of... Is why is Danny this violent when he looks and kind of talks like a normal nervous guy? Mm-hmm. And the answer, as you can guess from literally the first level, is that Leo is in his head and Leo's, you know, a, a, a
1: crazy murderer guy. Do you think a game that doesn't have Danny and instead you play as Leo as a more interesting game if it just leaned further into exploring like a sadistic character.
0: Well, here, here is a good answer to this because maybe my favorite mission in the game is coming up, which is called Domestic Disturbance. Right. And you are playing as Leo and you are running through a suburban neighborhood while like cops are chasing you. And in this level... there are also times when you will hear like children or like you know women say things in a house they'll be like there's someone outside and then a guy will come out of a house and then you kill them in a way Mm -hmm. that feels uh fucked up in kind Mm -hmm. of the the interesting way that the first game did where it was like oh my gosh i'm killing you know like these these cops are not like crazy they're not they're not video game enemies made to be killed they're just kind of a normal person and the one time that i felt uh, that that manhunt 2 was being truly anti-social in kind of the way that the first game was able to do was this level where you were in suburbia and you were like climbing over fences and you're like getting weapons out of people's garages and stuff
1: yeah no this level's really cool and I kind of wish this was the game. Even just on a gameplay, from a gameplay perspective, like, again, it's another interesting setting. Like, it's very fun mm-hmm. climbing over the fences of backyards and using that as ways to, like, get away from, like, your uh, the cops patrolling and everything. But, um, yeah, it feels like this is what the game should be or more interesting, compelling ideas to explore than, like, Danny is schizophrenic. Yeah. and he kills people because of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good story, but this madman let loose in suburbia maybe is an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean it's you know it
0: it's the same thing as the the slasher movie thing where it's like you know mm-hmm. you know what's interesting seeing seeing danger where you think it's safe. Seeing all these like right. nice white houses and then it's like oh gosh, there's a murderer here. We thought we were protected from all that that's cool that's interesting playing playing in these levels is
1: is doing something luckily for you jacob they made a game about that it's called hatred you're gonna love it oh boy can't wait
0: um (laughs) yeah and it's like you know so this in these levels you are not you are not like wantonly killing dozens of civilians you're mostly just kind of running from and, and shooting cops but like there are there is the implication that people live here which is something that you never got in carcer city you know carcer Mm -hmm. city just fully looked like it kind of bombed out nowhere and and the only people who lived there were were kind of crazy criminals um to you know as a point of contrast to this level i think one of the worst parts of manhunt 2 is this idea of the project which is these men in suits that are your main enemies for many of
1: the levels. They look so dumb. In a game that often feels like a mudvayne music video, it's so weird to have these like dollar store like 1960s noir enemies walking around in their black suits and like feels like very pulpy. It's yeah, so tonally strange compared to the rest of the game
0: yeah and they just i mean the worst part about it is like they just feel like an enemy from any video game you know they're just kind of your it's like your men in black who it's like you know they're from a shady government organization and they're evil and it's totally fine to kill them like that's that's all they are
1: they look like they're out of Destroy All Humans or Stubbs the Zombie.
0: Yeah, I so mean, there's big. some, also, unexplained, sometimes they'll have, like, a robot Phantom of the Opera mask. It's like, <laughs> there's one of the models, and it's like, what is this? Is he, like, cybernetically enhanced? Why is he... Ha-
1: this game's stupid. I don't know if we've said that yet. <laughs> Listener, this game's dumb. Don't play
0: it. Yeah, and, and so it's just, like, it's so... You know, I I think by the end of the game, we're... I don't know how real the project is and how much it is a projection of just, like, Danny's paranoia. Uh, Certainly, Danny is kind of the villain here, as is Leo, because they're, you know, they're going through and killing people. Um, But, like, it just... it, it, It makes it depersonalizes everyone so much to describe them as they're all from the project that you just get none of the, like... Like, in, in Manhunt 1, you described the... uh Like, the, there's that guy in the tutorial who you kill, and the director says, we put him there on purpose. And you were like, yeah. life is meaningless here. You know, but you did get the idea that life was meaningless because no one gave a shit about criminals, you know, that they right. were, like, fine to kill. And here it feels like life is meaningless because these guys aren't people. They're just video game enemies copy and pasted.
1: Yeah, which feels antithetical to the idea that Manhunt seemed w- trying to explore. Like, like, just by like creating a shooting gallery, almost, in Manhunt 2... Cause it, it honestly, the game feels like it's trying to say the exact same shit as Manhunt One. It's just not as good at it. Mm-hmm. And, but the way you just mow through people, like yeah, life was meaningless in Manhunt One, but like it was saying something in its death and in its kill. And in this, it just feels like. What if Grand Theft Auto, but more gory? Like, you can just kill anyone, and there's no real thought behind it. Like, there's no repercussions. There's no danger or tension or message behind murders. Just like, go fucking crazy, Danny. Mm-hmm. You got it, boy. Go get him, crazy-ass white boy. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, at the end of the
0: game, Danny, for reasons completely beyond me, right starts he meets with his like you know psychiatrist and he's like you're right we got to get leo out of my head why does he does why is he able to make that decision like what i'm not sure what causes him to be able to be like yep i'm on board now let's get this crazy guy out of here i don't even remember how he gets back to her in the first place it's at the end of yeah god this fucking awful mission where you're running through again like movie sets but it's like you get you get a crossbow you remember this yeah, one i like this level <laughs> there's like zero manhunt in the gameplay left it's like that mission yeah. i just shot 30 guys with a crossbow and that's that's what i did i had
1: fun doing that though because you can one shot him from like across the map if you get a headshot it's pretty good
0: <laughs> you can do that so yeah so you you meet you meet with this um with with this kind of psychiatrist woman, uh, she tells you the thing that we all knew from the very beginning of the game, which is in fact Leo is a part of you. Well, remember you get to a place and she sneaks up on you and stabs you with a syringe in the shoulder, and then both Danny and Leo are like, ah, even though Leo or Danny was the only one who got stabbed.
1: Yeah yeah vaguely i my brain was i was i was disassociating by this point it was weird when she turned and said i got you tyler <laughs> yeah. that was a weird moment <laughs> they called her marlo by accident
0: um so so then you you play this level as leo you find out oh no horror upon horrors uh danny killed his whole family
1: uh you know no, like just his wife just his wife his kids are still alive really Yeah, she says that. She says that. She says, your kids are alive. And he's like, what about my wife? And she's like, you won't watch it. You won't watch yourself doing it. she, like, plays it for him. And it's like, lady, you guys just fucking told me." She's kind of
0: a little freak. Um, Yeah, so so Leo slash Danny uh, killed Danny's family. Uh, Danny is then like, all right, let's get Leo on out of here. And then you have... um,
1: I, I, I... um um Well, like um go ahead you have one of two different levels this depending on how you play manhunt 2 the last level won't always be the same for for you
0: oh well this is which this one is did the, you have
1: the bonus ending right yeah what? did you play as leo or danny at the end i played i played as danny okay okay so there's a way i'm not entirely sure it has to do s- something with like how you play through the game and your like scores. So maybe it's only on PC. I'm not sure you can play as Leo and that's how you get the bad ending. And it's a completely different level entirely, which I thought was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. So, so in the kind of, in the intended or at least like, you know, probably the Canon ending, whatever Right. you play as Danny. Uh, It is, it is the thing that I feel like video games do when they're out of ideas, which is what if the last level took place in his head? You know, and so yeah. you're just kind of in this dreamscape. Um, it's very much uh, the parts that you're fighting Leo are like the Pigsy fight from Manhunt 1, except uh, 10 times less interesting, where he's just walking around and you have to sneak up behind him with a syringe and stab him with the syringe several times. Um, and mm-hmm. then, as uh, as you said, there are these parts where... Uh, the game suddenly tries to make you feel bad about killing people by like having the ghosts of people you killed come back and guess what you just kill them again that's that's the gameplay mechanic it's like hey remember this
1: guy you killed kill him again then you'll be healed kojima could never you know I felt like this had way more to say about why I was going through this game for ten hours killing these idiots.
0: I hope you didn't play this game for ten hours. I think my I think it, my playthrough was probably like four. It
1: also like uh um, it was funny. He's like, "Hey, here's all the people you killed," but in actuality, it's like four enemies. Yeah, it's not I that many. Like, I killed so many more of these dudes. It was a really easy level. Yeah, Just kind of like sneak around and take them out, and it's fine.
0: Yeah, and then and then the the most kind of like retconning like oh this is what the game was about is you you find your dead wife and you have to carry her to her grave uh and put her in a grave which is it's like it's like the scene in Kane and Lynch where suddenly Kane's wife who you've never seen before comes up and then they shoot her immediately and then and then he's sad about it it's like you can't do this you can't introduce the wife one level earlier and then be like this is what the game was all about
1: yeah you carry him and like ghosts of leo run out and start punching you and you have to stop and shoot like you just
0: shoot him in the head and his head explodes um i did write down the wife's line it wasn't your fault i don't blame you which is just wrong incorrect yeah. it's like he made yeah. the decision to put a murderer in his brain
1: well he is in his head so maybe this is the reality he wishes were true where his wife doesn't blame him. i, I know, think that's is- giving the game a lot of credit but yeah you could I, yeah sure but you know i i need to rationalize spending a chunk of my life playing this game and i like the idea where it's a little smarter than the in reality
0: i do think it's it's just it's such a boring choice to have when you when you talk to her and she's like here's what's going on with your multiple personalities she says it was an attempt to create the ultimate weapon someone who could just like kill and never feel bad about it and that's why they chose leo and put him in danny's head and it's like you couldn't th- Just go, like, just, like, any more interesting than that. I just feel like it's the most rote, like, you know, 40s pulp, like, oh, has science gone too far? They put a killer in this man's head. It's like, be like, oh, we wanted to make you, like, productive, but then this scientist was really fucked up and loved to snuff films or, or, or something just like yeah. the idea that it was all like a military experiment to make the ultimate killer when it's like you know what soldiers are pretty good killers like we have like snipers you know and maybe they feel bad <laughs> yeah. afterwards but it's like you know what they do they shoot people from a mile away it doesn't feel like we need to like Work on brains more than we have. Yeah,
1: have you heard of Chris Kyle project members? Come on, give it the program. That dude's he would have done it for free. <laughs> um, so, so then, then
0: the game ends by you, uh, you wake up on a road in the middle of nowhere and you say, My name is I don't
1: know what my name is, and then that's it. Well. No, he he he's like I don't know my name, and then he realizes he has a Manila envelope addressed to Danny, and the last name's different. I don't remember what the last name was, but for the sake of conversation, we'll say Danny Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out. It says in here is everything you need. He pulls it out. He it has an address which is his home, and it's like you live on, and it's literally like one two three Hope Street, <laughs> like Hope Street, and he's like. Ah, and then he walks down the road, and the game ends. Yeah, like into the
0: sunrise. Uh, just before that, in his mind, he does beat Leo to death with a shovel in a shockingly ungory gory kill. I kind of don't know yeah. if that was the point, but it was like, it was like, really? He doesn't, he doesn't even bleed. I guess because he's a figment of his imagination. Also, no lip syncing in this cutscene. Yeah, which is. A choice i think i mean unless they were like just completely out of money by this point but it's like i guess again because it's in a dream he's not saying it out loud he's just thinking it and he can hear leo's voice in his head whatever it's it feels so, like it's not worth the effort
1: if you get the bad ending the last level is you play through as leo through kind of like a catacomb area uh you start with a gun shooting him Eventually you get to where Danny is, and you have a boss fight. Honestly, in a level that kind of looks like um the first half of that Elden Ring fight with the the big moon lady. You know, uh-huh. she starts in a library. Yeah. It kind of looks like that, honestly, or maybe just the Starkweather fight. Um, and then you you kill Danny. Leo's like, I won he yells it really loud. he it's really actually, yells he, it he one like, yeah. goes on for like five seconds it's like the most performance in the entire game is just this one line delivery i was like damn he's kind of putting his whole ass into it and then you wake up as looking like danny and the psychiatrist the white haired old lady psychiatrist from earlier is like you've been asleep for three weeks are you ready to get back to the project and he's like yeah give me a second lady i been asleep for three weeks chill i'm gonna wash my face if you don't mind Washes his face looks in the mirror and leo is staring back at so, there you go there you go there's manhunt 2 baby sign sealed delivered that's right I, I... and there's not even there's no like
0: bonuses there's no concept art no. there's no like extra levels it's just it just feels like a game that was you know it's like i don't this is not me saying the developers were lazy or whatever, but it just feels in some like it was just shit out, you know, that it was just yeah. like I, it. I just feel no like passion behind it in it's, in any respect.
1: It's an impressively boring game, which is like the greatest crime any piece of art can commit is to just be boring. Yeah. And it like it makes all the controversy not worth it not worth talking about or engaging with the controversy of manhunt 1 feels worth engaging in because that game is worth thinking about and worth talking about manhunt 2 it's like you and me might be some of the last people other than dudes on youtube who review ps2 games for a career like we're maybe the last people who are ever going to take this game this seriously mm-hmm. for the rest of history like it's not worth it anymore it's not worth and it it's Just and you know what I found surprising I watched the credits? It is written by the same guys as Manhunt One. Like and I would love to just be like, What what's going on with that one? It feels like it's reaching for something, but it also is just so impressively dull on a narrative and mechanical base. Like granted, Rockstar North didn't develop this, but you know, like still written by those guys at Rockstar North who did the first game. Like I just want to know what the ideas behind this game were and how it ultimately became what it is.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's like this game is more ambitious on a storytelling level in that there are more characters who have lines. And like the plot is more, there is more plot than there is in Manhunt 1. And I think... right. You know, it's like, what what we could maybe say is that, like, that that narrative space that was left by Manhunt 1 having almost no dialogue and almost no story allows us to kind of read into themes that maybe, you know, are or are not intentional. You know, that, that it's like, yeah. our interpretation of the game is able to be wider because it's such a sparse game, and this game narrows the possibility space so much by insisting on this just like insipid plot and and so you're not you're not able to give it the same generosity that i think we gave manhunt one because it's just so explicitly stupid
1: yeah so jacob i'm i'm ready to close the book that was me closing the book did you hear that the book the Uh, book's closed you wanted to play a game here at the end. I wanted to play a
0: game. I thought I I thought that uh we would not have a lot to talk about this episode. I mean, we did okay. But um uh Manhunt 2 came out in October of 2007. Uh so I just wanted to read you some other games. Hold on.
1: I'm reaching into the recesses of my mind. Call of Duty 4 came out right around this time. Uh well, I'm going to
0: I'm going to read you some games that came out okay near there i'm i'm looking for cod i think that was probably in november um okay okay yeah but in in (laughs) october of 2007 here are some games that came out on the same day as manhunt 2 the same day the same day number one okay the witcher wow and, and I guess what we can do here is just talk about, like, do you, do you think that uh, these games have more or less influence on the culture than Manhunt 2?
1: I mean, The Witcher 1 ultimately got there, but it's hard to say
0: immediately. It's like, I might rather play Manhunt 2 just because The Witcher 1 is such oh, a sure. slog. Uh, here's another one, uh, Napoleon Dynamite The Game came out on the same day as Manhunt. We all
1: remember where we were when that game came out. Who developed that? Uh that Who was developed it? by um
0: uh 7 Studios. Mm. Um another game that came out that day, uh Time Shift. You remember Time Shift? Time Shift?
1: I was thinking of Time Splitters.
0: No, time this shift. is this is Time Shift, which is in that kind of invisible generation of fps games that had like one interesting yeah. idea
1: Wow. Well, okay what was the idea in this one i assume it has something to do with shifting yeah a time. classic a classic saber interactive game
0: uh where you could uh slow stop or rewind time at will to dodge projectiles steal weapons and probably solve very boring puzzles uh this i yeah. feel like goes in exactly the same category as like that game haze um Mm -hmm. and actually if you like this kind of thing uh my my friend james aka hot cider has a podcast called bullet time that is all about these uh kind of disappeared uh first person shooters of this generation it's a really it's a really interesting Uh. podcast
1: how many episodes were they able to get out of that oh
0: tons Like, I did one on Wolfenstein 2009. You remember that game, like, Legendary? That's about, like, fighting, like, griffins that come to life in, uh, you know, you get Singularity. They have so much more content than Something Rotten does, to be honest. Wow, Um, interesting. So, five days later, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare does come out. Um, One day... Is that a Something Rotten game? I mean, maybe all of the Call of Duties are... (laughs)
1: That would be interesting. That would be. I interesting think honestly,
0: season. I think if there's one Call of Duty, that's something rotten. It's World at War.
1: Oh, I don't know if I've played that one.
0: It's it's the most. It's the it's the darkest. It's the most violent. Um, I'm gonna
1: add it to our spreadsheet just as a little note.
0: Um, okay, here's a game that came out one day before. John Woo okay. presents Stranglehold.
1: Oh, the go! I almost installed that immediately after finishing Manhunt 2, just to like. Play anything Play
0: anything good. Um, Here's a game that came out
1: two days before
0: Manhunt 2. Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock.
1: Yo, (laughs) developed by Neversoft Baby. First Guitar Hero to hit a billion dollars.
0: But it's just like, it is fascinating looking at this this list of just October of 2007. Because 2007 is like one of those years, you know, that people talk about. October 10th, The Orange Box came out. So that was yeah.
1: Half-Life, Portal, and Team Fortress 2.
0: Um,
1: I believe that year, it would have been probably before by several months, was um, the first Uncharted, I think, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, that that year saw
0: uh, freaking... Well, did Wii Sports actually come out that year? No, it was just the best-selling. But you had you had Modern Warfare, you had Super Mario Galaxy... Um, you had, like, 2007 was just such
1: a nutty year for games. Well, a few big ones were missing here. Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Team Fortress 2. hmm Mass Effect God of War 2. Skate. Half-Life Episode 2. Uh, so point being, if you're really itching to play some 2007 video games, which honestly, looking at this list, maybe you should. Um... You can skip Manhunt. There's you got you got other things you can play
0: instead. <laughs> God, imagine playing Assassin's Creed and then playing Manhunt 2, you know? Yeah. And it is And probably a lot of people did, you know? <laughs> well, it is it is weird. I mean, this is a, this is an interesting generational space that it's like imagine Rockstar developing a game today that only came out on like an old console. You know, like yeah. not not even cross platform because it didn't come out on PS3. It only yeah. came out on and and the PS3 had released a year before. Like the PS3 released yeah. in November 2006 and so a year later they make this game which is for I guess for the Wii primarily but like Wii and PS2. That's what Manhunt 2 was developed by what is now the biggest developer in the world do you think
1: this was a game that began development as something bigger and grander and eventually you know studio closures honestly gta 4 coming out the next year it ultimately was deprioritized to the point that we got kind of just this wet turd of what may have been kind of a more ambitious game i
0: i think so i think that probably the idea for this game was that it would come out in like 2005 you know that that it that it would be solidly on the ps2 it would just be a follow-up to manhunt it would have been developed by rockstar vienna the whole time and because of studio closures and because of this protracted development it just got shifted off to this thing where Clearly, it was no one's passion project. Rockstar was making GTA 4 at the same time. And yeah. and it just... It eventually just kind of got farted out and would have been completely forgotten if not for the ratings hubbub, which is, I would say, this game's only lasting legacy. Yeah.
1: Well, wow. Well, anything else to add about Manhunt? How you feel about it overall? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: so, like, these two, you know is manhunt even a series you know or is it one good game and one piece of shit and i feel like i'm retconning my own brain because i don't think when i finished manhunt 1 i was
1: like this is a
0: good game but compared to (laughs) manhunt 2
1: i'm like yeah it was great we we walked away from manhunt 1 both being like this game is interesting Mm -hmm. which is enough to at least for me Sell me on the idea of liking a game. Even if I don't didn't actively enjoy playing a lot of Manhunt 1, I never found it not interesting, which made me like it in the end. Manhunt 2, I don't know. I feel like we've spent too many hours talking about it at this point. We're getting paid to do yeah, so. Yeah,
0: it, it, it feels like a direct-to-video sequel, you know? It's kind sure, of shocking but. that the same people, that some of the same people were behind it because... It just, yeah. it just feels like the, you know, it's like Aladdin to Jafar's Revenge. Like, that's, that's what Manhunt <laughs> 2 is. Just this kind of thing that, that you see in a store and you think, wait, that's yeah. out? That came out?
1: Two Man, two Hunt. <laughs> two Man, to Hunt. I feel like we might get this question from a listener, because it seems like we always get these, but like, what would you want in a Manhunt 3? I was, I was thinking that, um... It's hard to
0: say, you know, because the most important thing I think would be what is the plot and how much of it is there, you know, like how is it, is it, can it be as minimal as Manhunt 1 in the year 2022? Would we like demand more from it than that? I mean, honestly, it's like, I don't want to say you couldn't make this game today in that you would get like cancelled or something. But I I just kind of think there's like no room for a game like Manhunt in yeah. in today's gaming climate. I mean think about like how much fucking work you would have to to do to make it. You know, like man Manhunt 1 feels like exactly the size of game that is appropriate for this kind of title yeah. and games are just so much harder to make now and require so much more like labor that i just kind of can't imagine like a manhunt with good graphics it just doesn't work in my brain
1: i i do feel like there are games though that have come out over the last i don't almost tw- 20 years i guess since manhunt one that do scratch that itch like it's not like they live completely in a vacuum like hotline miami feels like a good Mm -hmm. double feature of this honestly last of us part two feels like it's like uh, not obviously completely different stories but like it feels like it's kind of reaching at some similar ideas of nihilism i mean that's what i was going to say if you just took every
0: animation from the last of us part two and you put it in a different game it's like hey if your dream for manhunt 3 is you see the light leave someone's eyes as you stab them in the neck last of us 2 has you covered you know but it's like i uh, don't know if that's i don't think that's enough because we have seen that games are capable of making the light leave someone's eyes and now i kind of want more from it than
1: that you know what like if they made a manhunt 3 these nowadays they would you'd have to watch like some poor animator would have to like recreate and p- all that PS5 glory like Isis beheading videos or cartel videos. Like it would just be so grisly. Yeah, I think I think
0: hotline Miami is the perfect answer. I think that that yeah. is that is the level of that this kind of like stylized hyper violence has now moved into yeah. the indie sphere. and hotline Miami, is able to do so much more interesting things with that theme than Manhunt 2 was capable of. Yeah. Coming up for the rest of this season, we'll have a question and answer episode where you can write in with all your burning questions about the Manhunt series, and we will also have the Nebula-exclusive bonus episode where Blake is going to take me on a whirlwind tour of uh, some of the most horrible movies that he loves. Uh, That's
1: not true. <laughs> I I... I curated them based it could have been worse much worse <laughs> folks I it could have been I was worse. reserved um yeah if you want to at any point I would say uh, during something rotten seasons if you have questions about the game or just comments, you can send those to us. We will probably save them for the last episode of every season. The best way to do that would actually just be to email something rotten podcast. At gmail.com but if you tweet them or dm me on twitter like if you want to send them that way as well that also works but if you got man on questions send them to us yeah we'll answer them we will answer them until next time
0: i'm jacob geller i've been speaking with blake hester i'm never gonna play this fucking game again in my life <laughs> bye